RPG for You and Me presents a special Patreon miniseries. Welcome to Silica Valley. You guys have successfully escaped that roadside ambush uh, with nary a care and no physical harm to yourself or your belongings. The rest of the road winds its way to the visitor center. It doesn't appear that there's really uh, anything barring you, you know, from getting there. There appears to be a bit of a ramshackle wall that's been built up around it that you can still mostly see over. It's not a super high wall. It's probably only, you know, six to eight feet patched together from wood, metal, scraps here and there, and that there are uh, two small watchtowers, and there is a gun emplacement up on the watchtower, somebody standing up on the wall as well, but it's not actively, like, being trained out at the road. What do we do? Can we see this on our way in? Yeah, you, you, can, see, you can see this before you're actively, like, up against it. I like to park the Jeep in, like, hiding spot before we pull up uh, maybe go up on foot yeah there there are still plenty of old buildings all over the place here that you could easily park behind before you're like within range of the visitor center and you could also have done this um stealthily if that was your goal like you it's not like you're smack in the front you know before you can make any decisions cool can i keep my salad cloud up uh is it still up uh i'll renew it uh for a point like yeah i think one more would be sufficient Based on when you used it. What kind of shelter is there to park in, like, an old garage? I think you find just an actual garage that is attached to, you know, a medium-sized no home garage, here that's been yeah. taken by overgrowth. Part of the structure has been caved in. There's a lot of vegetation just blocking uh, the majority of the garage itself, so it's a pretty good spot to lay low there. But you have no trouble climbing up on top of the roof, you know, just using the rubble as a, a stepping stone. Yeah, can see it get on top of the building and uh, take a peek at the Vizier Center. Oh, yeah. Easy peasy. You can take, you know, a, a watching position from up here. You can easily see the Visitor Center. You're yeah. probably within, you know, a couple hundred yards at this point, as close as you'd want to be, let's say. Didn't see it have, like, a kind of spyglass thing? Did she have a spyglass? Yeah. Oh, shit, I forgot about that. No, like a monocle, uh, monocular? Yeah, maybe uh, see it could help me out here. I can look with the spyglass while she uh, has her infravision up. Go ahead and make me a notice and see, of course, if you would like to support here. Yes, my D4 notice. Mm -hmm. That's a no for me, dog. That's okay. I got a five. Yeah, so uh, what you can tell from up here, um, you see dust clouds, you know, being kicked up along the roads in very clear lines. You can hear the hum of engines and the revving of motorcycles in the distance, and you can watch little patrols go from here to there. They don't move terribly fast or terribly often, so, you know, if you're just passing through, you'd probably have a good chance of missing any of the activity. But since you guys have planted yourselves and are canvassing a little bit, you get a better idea of what's happening here. 
looks like there are probably two to three separate groups that are moving around this area, and it's like a couple of miles, you know, that they're covering. The group that you passed through before, you do not see any kind of significant movement coming from that direction, at least with visible signs from where you are here. They do not appear to go anywhere near the visitor center. And the visitor center itself, from this far out, you can see that there's probably a little bit of movement in the quote-unquote compound itself, and that there is that individual up on one of the watchtowers near the gun emplacement that is not moving in any significant way. They just have their eyes out watching the area as a whole. What do you think we should do? Because, like, I'm going to be real with you. I've never been shot at by a gun before, and I'm not really feeling it. Can I see if... The person guarding the centers, uh, like, obviously armed or anything? I think you see that they have a rifle just nearby, you know, leaning against a railing or something, not actively in their hands. And because you're looking out with a monocular, you can probably spot a pair of binoculars hanging from their neck. Also, one other important thing that I did not note here is that the visitor center is right next to the cobalt tier. So being this close, you guys have followed the blue line the whole way here. It cuts through the town and continues heading over to the tier. From here, I think you have a good enough vantage point to see that the Cobalt tier does not exist anymore. And that instead of seeing a huge body of water uh, stretching out over the expanse, it is an enormous rocky crevasse and canyon that just you can't even see the bottom from here. You can just tell that there is clearly not water where you would expect it to be, but that the blue line feeds into that crevasse, and it stretches wide. There's mist that gets kicked up into the air. What I will say is from here, you can tell that there is also just sort of a haze of mist that fills in a lot of that crevasse or canyon from here. It doesn't go the whole way to the top, but you can see, because it does stretch farther out in front of you, further out, maybe like three quarters of the way up the canyon wall, you can see this light green mist that just swirls around and obscures things beneath it, but that there are many of these rocky spires jutting up from out of the mist. So it almost looks like mountain peaks, but you know that there should be water there. There is also a road, you know, by the blue line that seems to lead down into the, the canyon itself. You just can't really see too much of where it goes from here. I guess I shouldn't have packed a swimsuit, huh? I can't believe the tear's all gone. I mean, what do you think happened? Did it just dry up? Did, 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 did a cavern open up and it just flooded underground somewhere? It's a lot of water. I mean, it could have, right? I mean, should we try to get to the visitor center? It doesn't look like there's anybody over there. Yeah, I think so. But there is one guy over there already watching. Hmm. Is there much movement going on over at the visitor center? You see a bit of sporadic movement. Uh, you can probably see the chassis of a couple of different vehicles that are parked there. Probably a Jeep that looks similar to yours, maybe a van, a bike or two. And then a couple of wrecked ones that have just been stripped and it's just the frame of the vehicle. Maybe there's a pile of frames of vehicles that are just kicked off to one side. Maybe that's making up part of the wall in one spot. They tipped over the empty chassis to just block the road. 
you see at least one or two people that are just moving around in the little makeshift compound they have. How many does it seem like? Uh, single digits? Dozens? It's not dozens, no. Okay, see ya. I think we should go in. Plain sight? Make sure they know we don't intend any harm. I'm pretty drained. I don't have a lot of energy left for the sand. Uh-huh. I'll... I'll go first. But I'm bigger than you. They're gonna get me anyway. Better shot in the chest than the back, right? That's exactly where I don't want it to get. I mean, to be fair, they'd have to shoot me first. But I don't want you to get shot in the chest either. Is the thing? Nobody's getting shot. Okay, how how about this? How about this? During their recharge time, she's going to make a boost for set that is boost vigor. Okay. She's like, listen, I don't want you to get shot. But if you you do, this might help. And she hands him another vial. Oh. Oh, it's warm. It is still warm. It's weird. (laughs) Grabs the vial and... Looks between Sia and the center and jerks his chin to be like, let's get moving. We'll be okay. I'm just going to be friendly. I trust you. I'm not from here. I don't know nothing. I'm going to stay behind you and I'm just going to be quiet so they don't know I'm not from here. You can stay here if you want. I'm not going to leave you there. I'm going with you. But it's okay if you don't want to. <sighs> I start climbing down real chill, not trying to have any weapons in hand, plain view, try, hands up, trying not to be threatening. So you're you're going up, just making sure that you're clearly visible, you don't have any weapons drawn, anything like that? That's kind of what I'm hearing. And I continue forward, and we'll get to it. The sentry, of course, does spot you as you're making your way over. When he sees you, he moves over and picks up the hunting rifle that he has, you know, propped against there and holds it, but he's not aiming it at you. From where you are, you can tell that he's probably Nakir. He's got, like, a purpley tinted skin tone with dirty blonde hair that's bound in a ponytail. Maybe a tired and somewhat bored expression that gets more serious when you're interacting with him directly. Holds a hand up with a halting motion and calls out to you and says, Oh there, stranger. Hey, I'm set. Uh, just out here, trying to resupply. I don't mean no harm. Just looking to trade. Well, I don't know what we'd have that you'd want to take by force, but we could certainly trade, as long as you don't bring any ill intentions in with you. No ill intentions here. He nods to that. And you ain't friends with any of the bandits? We passed them coming into town. The spike traps? That's them. Yeah, we threw up a sound cloud and managed to give them a run for their money on our way in, you know? Hmm. Oh, that was you. Heard a commotion. <laughs> commotion? <laughs> Heard a commotion up that road there. And he points back to where you guys came in. My friend took one out with his sling, pretty sure. Yeah, he watches you with an appraising eye. Bandits ain't no friends of ours, so you give them trouble. I'm sure we'll get along just fine. Yeah, we parked a few blocks away. You mind if I bring it over? He sniffs once, gives you guys one more uh, once over, and then shakes his head and says, uh, Well, you seem all right. You bring it on back. I'll let you in. Want to hold my gun as collateral? He watches you, shrugs a little bit. He's got a little basket 
He pulls it up, lowers it down with a rope, and says, Sure, toss it in. He'll haul it up, and then uh, you watch him examine it. You know, he picks it up, takes a look at it. Seems to nod approvingly. Nice and clean. Wise man. What's your name? Oh, it's Set. Set, that's who. And what about you? Uh, Sia. Hello. Set and Sia. All right. You can come on in. Set walks back to the garage, fires it up, and slowly rolls up to the gate. He, uh, he waves you in. The, there aren't, like, ironclad gates or anything there. Uh, they probably had another one of those spike strips laid down in front of the, the entrance to go in there. So all that's, you know, pulled away uh, by the time you come in, and they let you pull right on in without any other problems. The guy is still up there. He'll lower your, your stuff back down and say, um, we ain't gonna make sure we hold all this while you're here, but just know you cause any trouble, we'll finish it for you. Oh, no trouble here. Is there anything uh, you guys need help with around here? Well, you bring something helpful, you're welcome, you're welcome enough here. What's your name? I'm Poston. He nods. I spelled it P-O-S-T-I-N, for what that's worth. <laughs> Poston. Like what you're doing up there. <laughs> yeah, don't want to take up too much of your time. Oh yeah, I'm real busy up here. Oh well, you can head on into the Citizen. You can meet Shez inside. He runs most of the operation. At least keeps track of things. There's a couple other folks passing through. You have anything to trade for? Depends what you're looking for. But I talked to Shez. Worry, you got white hair. You can't miss him, don't worry. Thank you for not shooting us. Oh, yeah, you're welcome, Miss Sia. But there's, uh, there's, like, one other person that seems to be doing all the manual stuff out here. You know, he dragged the strip, dragged it back. And, but he doesn't come over to interact with you guys directly. He's just doing stuff out in the yard. What posting call this place again? He called it the Sit or Scent. And you look up and you can see that it says Visitor Center and it's just missing some <laughs> letters. So it's missing the VI at the beginning and then the ER at the, la at the end. Let's head in. You go inside. I mean, I just imagine this place looks like literally any visitor center or welcome center that you would find in the the United States, like crossing over state border, like the first place you'd find in a new state. So it's got um, maybe higher than average ceilings. There are a couple of what probably used to be shop fronts for like, you know, in our world, it would be like a McDonald's or a Starbucks. Maybe there'd be like a little mini mart where you could buy supplies and stuff like nice. that. So there's a couple of those. There's a, a much bigger area off to one side that's been cleaned out. Probably used to be, you know, seating and just a waiting area. But now there are a couple of rudimentary walls built up. Maybe it's for uh, housing, you know, or for people to stay there. Is there a central location with some uh, info? Yeah, there's definitely a main uh, center kiosk, like, directly in front of you. Uh, but back, you know, towards the back, it's one of those uh, shop fronts. Probably would have been the main visitor information area. Um, let's see here. There's uh, racks of shelves for pamphlets and maps, most of which appear to have been emptied out here. There is a, a framed map of the area that's just hanging up on one side, covered in dust, nice. a little faded. Oh, could I could I add something? Yeah. What if there was um like a little diorama kind of thing of like the lake 
but one of those sciencey ones that like shows the elevation and stuff. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like a I museum kind of, but if it was like a lakeside visitor center, maybe they'd have something like that. That is cool. I like that. I don't have an answer for like exactly how deep it is or anything like that, but I think there's uh, certainly some dioramas or scientific uh, exhibits uh, relating to the, the cobalt tier as well. And I'm imagining the cobalt tier is like a pretty big or was a pretty big expanse of water. I don't know if it's great lake sized, but bigger than like a tiny little lake. So I think uh, we see that a lot of the details are worn away or a lot of the labels for places are probably faded at this point. Anybody else have cool things they think might be in the visitor center area? Maybe there's just an ancient vending machine that looks like it once only sold tiny prepackaged like pie pockets. Pie pockets. Yeah, it's like a little little personal personal pies. <laughs> and it's pie oh my. That's it. The name of the vending machine. Beautiful. Now it's filled with bullets. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Hell, it's filled with bullets. Individual bullets. Yeah, just one. God. One per. It's great. The man standing next to it's like, so. <laughs> there is a man standing behind uh, the main desk at the, the visitor information center, which is directly ahead of you. From this distance, he appears to be a slim Ori with bright white pupils and snow white hair. It's fluffy like a cloud that seems to drift around his head. Hmm. And he raises a hand to you guys as you enter. Hey, welcome to the sitter scent. Hello. <laughs> You, uh, the purveyor of this place? Yeah, that's me. I'm Shez. How's it going? Uh, I was just, uh, wondering if, uh, you got anything, uh, for trade? I mean, I can definitely try. Uh, what are you guys out here looking for? Oh, you know, just basic supplies, bullets, medical stuff, uh, maybe info about, uh, about the area. And you see anything, uh, crash in the area lately? You know, maybe, um, maybe float in or fly in and just smash into something? Sure. I just rolled a 17 on his, his common knowledge roll to see if he knew about this. Um, yeah, you know, there was, uh, there was something flying through the air. This is, I don't know, a couple days ago, maybe. Just passed right by here. It was pretty small. Looked kind of like a balloon. But then, uh, it just went down. I don't know. And then dropped down into the mist out there, so... It's probably down there somewhere, but <laughs> good luck finding it, am I right? Do you think the bandits will give us any trouble? Oh, yeah, you know, they're not really good for business. They sort of clog up the area. You know, they don't like people coming. They, they, they are the robbers, they're bandits, so we, we just don't have the people to deal with them, you know, so they just kind of stay away from us because we can defend ourselves and everybody comes in here, but we don't, we can't go out and do anything about them, so. You know what kind of armaments they have? You know what they're packing? You know, I'm not really sure. Uh, because they don't come here, we just kind of hear them out there. We hear, you know, gunfire from time to time. You know, some people come in here looking a little beat up and we can help them out, but there could be more. It's bandits, they're all over the place, but who knows if they're working together or not. Can I roll an insight? Sure. What are you trying to insight here? I don't know. She's very sketched out by everybody everywhere currently because she's still on an adrenaline high. She mm -hmm. just wants to see if he, she thinks he's being on the level. Okay. Like, she doesn't want to, like, take a nap here and then get shivved, you know? Sure, yeah. Okay, so roll. How old does this guy look? 
Um, he's on the younger end of the spectrum. He's probably in his 20s. So yeah, go ahead and uh, I will roll something over here and I would like you to roll me contested. We've treated it as like spirit or notice in the past. Well, both of those are D4, so. Okay, well then go ahead. And <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, before. That's a seven. You're not sure what it is about the way he's presenting it, but something about the information does feel off to you. So, uh, we take care of these bandits for you, clear them out. Could you give us some help getting down uh, into the tier? I mean, if you guys are offering to go take care of them, I'm sure we could work something out, but you wouldn't be the first to try. Well, I got no interest in that. I mean, we could leave them alone. It probably won't mess with us if uh, we go down, right? Yeah, probably not. But, you know, people are always going down into the into the tier, so people are always going to keep coming this way. But they could follow us down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. She squints at the sky. <laughs> Both sets of her eyes squint. Go ahead and pull out the crypto tube. Well, we're also looking for something called the Glittering Path. Do you know anything about it? You pull it out and his his eyes light up, you know, which for somebody with bright white eyes is a is a little a little different anyway. He says, oh, no way. You hear about the Glittering Path? Yeah, we got this uh, crypto tube uh, and figured, you know, two birds, one stone coming here. Coordinates we got matched up with the sitter scent around here. Oh wow. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, and he points off to like a far corner of the area where there appears to be a tiny little exhibit with you know a bunch of pamphlets similar to what you have there. And he says, "Oh yeah, you know, every so often people come through looking for it." I I hate to be a bummer here, but uh, what you're looking for, it's not actually here. It's actually uh, at Fun Voyage. Fun Voyage. Oh, well, and he comes out from around the, the counter and starts walking you guys over to the exhibit. And I, I say exhibit, but it's very similar to what you guys saw back at the mall. You know, there's a, a, a shelf with a bunch of those pamphlets. Most of them are gone, but there's a few, you know, more tattered, busted up ones that are just around. Uh, there's another little standee of Gary Glitter Scale you know, given like a thumbs up and it's completely worn away and faded, probably a little damaged and bent, you know, his tail's torn off, some of the frills tattered. There's a little sign there that says, you know, visit Fun Voyage. And there's a, a picture of what looks like a, a classic riverboat, like a three-story riverboat. Oh, damn. Yeah, uh, I guess Fun Voyage was like a, a boat that people came and then just went on pre-zero before, you know, when people could still do fun stuff like that. You know, they did, like, gambling and just went out on the water, but it's, I guess that's where it is, because that's what this says. And our map told us to come here specifically? The map of the area basically just, you know, directs you to the visitor center here, and then, you know, it basically says, you know, come visit Fun Voyage, you know, the next step on the glittering path. You've arrived, you know, see the visitor center for more information. Is there a tiny drone? There, there is not, no. Um, 
says, yeah, you know, um, a lot of people come through and ask about that, but honestly, I don't know. I think uh, I think it's supposed to be down in the tier now because, you know, it, it used to be water and, you know, boats float on water. But now that it's not water, I don't think a boat could float on it anymore. So it's probably just down there. You know, people have gone looking for it and some of them came back and said they did, but I don't really believe them, so... Why? You guys seem put together. I bet you could do it. Why don't you believe them? I mean, people came back and they said they found it, but I don't know, just something about the way they said that made me not want to believe them. Like, they were just telling me that to make it seem like they did, but they didn't turn anything up. Oh, to make them sound cool. Yeah, you know, people who lie to sound cool. Hmm. You guys are, you guys like explorers or? Intrepid. We're Pantheon agents doing a job. Not so much exploring, but you know, it's a perk. But if we spend too long here, you know, our bosses are gonna come looking for us. She says, like a liar. Yeah, Pantheon is branching out too, so maybe you'll see more. He's, he, you know, his eyes widen. He's just sort of nodding, you know, at everything you guys are saying. Just like, yeah, yeah, a lot of people. Well, I mean, that's good, right? That means that we're going to get more business. Do you uh, have any additional weapons we could trade for? I mean, what are you, like, what are you looking for? We, I mean, we don't have, like, any really heavy stuff. We, I mean, we keep the gun out front because they, people don't like the gun shooting at them. <laughs> Go figure, but. That gun? You only have one gun? I mean, the big gun, you know, the machine gun. Gotcha. Shoots a lot of, you know, the bigger bullets. Huh. Well, like, we have small guns, but, I mean, he points to set and he's like, you got that? Well, I appreciate you bringing that un un uncocked in here. That's pretty cool. Like, we, we like that around here, so thanks for that. If you have anything like, uh, really anything useful for going down into the tier or... Do you have any music? Like, uh, tapes for, uh, this tape deck right here? As I, uh, tap on the tape deck on my belt. Um, yeah, let me go take a look and see what I have. And he'll, uh, he'll go back behind the counter and rummage around and let's see, what does he produce? While he's rummaging around, see, so wants to lean over to set and be like, I don't, I don't, I don't know, I don't know about this guy. I think he's lying to us. What? Well, why would why would he lie? This is a new place. These aren't people we know. These aren't people you know. I'm not getting mugged in another alley. Did you get mugged here? No. Back in Alara, it's fine. Don't worry about it. You just can't. You can't just trust everybody, you know. Her big hands just like crunch into fists, and she looks at him very pleading, like we just gotta be careful. Don't worry, we're gonna be careful. Promise. Hey, I found that thing you guys wanted. <laughs> good! Yeah, I mean, go ahead. I never got mine to work, so I don't even know what it did. But it's that shape, right? And he, he hands it over to you. It's a tape deck, and on it, it just says Wild Blue Yonder. Oh, I play it immediately. <laughs> the cover of the cassette because it did still come in a case it's like the most stereotypical looking like country folk singer you can imagine like a slightly 
portly gentleman. Uh, big bushy beard. Big bushy beard. He's sitting on a picnic table with one leg up, propping up his guitar. He's like mid-strum. Tractor mid in the background. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he appears to be mid-song and his mouth is open and he's really into it. But he somehow still has a bit of grass dangling out of his mouth. Mm-hmm. The long thistly one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so it says wild blue at the top and then yonder at the bottom. Nice. And uh, when you hit play, uh, I mean, it's a more slow, plodding, uh, bluesy country with a lot of... <laughs> um, and it becomes um, immediately apparent to you guys that the gentleman's name is Wild Blue. So he oh. is Wild Blue, and this is the yonder. Beautiful. So yeah, he, he just starts belting it out. Shez in front of you immediately, you know, kind of quirks back a little bit from you, looking confused, and he says... Oh, what is that? Do you like this stuff? Oh. What kind of music do you like? <laughs> what kind of music is there? I don't know. This is bad, though. I don't like this. <laughs> Can I roll on the table to see uh, what other music there is? Yeah, please. This is one of my favorite things. Like, I love this sub subtask. Random music. Oh, we got reggae. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's a what's a good reggae band from our setting here? Hmm. Well, it would have been pre-zero from where we found them. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna see if there's a reggae band name generator. Oh. Uh, sub of the fixed palmetto. <laughs> what? Incentive. Oh 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 shit! I got one? I got one. Okay. Instead of you know um the the bugs we had in Florida, the palmetto bugs. Mm-hmm. What if it's palmetto roach? Instead. <laughs> nice. Okay, yeah, this is this is better. It's not quite as like whiny. You know, I can stand to listen to the words that they're saying. I can't understand what they're saying, but I like it. Yeah, you can keep this on. That's fine. Do you, do you say you had you had a tape deck? Do you want me to look at it for you? I can fix some stuff. Oh, I mean, if you want to try, if it's never worked while I've been here, but if it can do. If it could do stuff like this, but not the other one. This is good. The other one, no. Yeah. Let's say that there is, but it doesn't appear to be fully functional right now, but you guys could probably get it working. Hmm. He, uh, Shez does not appear to have any know-how to make that happen. But I have a D6 in repair. Hey, if you guys, I mean, if you can make this place a little spruced up, that's always appreciated, and I'd return the kindness and, I don't know, somehow. <laughs> I'll, I'll go look at it. Goodbye. Right on, yeah. Do you have a map of the tier down there? We're heading down soon, so it would be really helpful. He rumples his nose and looks between you and Sia, and, you know, Sia's gone off to fix stuff a little bit, and he says, well, I mean, there's not really, like, a hand-drawn map because a lot of, you know, we just, there's a lot to see around here, and a lot of people who go down into the tier don't really come back this way. Either because they find what they need and don't come back, or, you know, maybe they die horribly. I don't really know. I don't want to speculate. But... (laughs) (laughs) This fucking guy. Die horribly, huh? Yeah, I mean, it's anybody's best guess. It's just that doesn't seem like the best guess, so... (laughs) I mean, what's dangerous down there? I mean, there's always the usual stuff, you know, cactus scorpions, there's the rays occasionally, but they usually stay away from the, you know, the tier itself. They don't like going down into the mists and stuff. 
but hey listen really quick before your friend comes back you seem cool and all um so i i do have something that might help you it it seems pretty valuable but i've never been very good at using it and i don't know i just it should go to somebody who you know can make it happen so like if you guys if you could do something good for me and i don't really know what that would be yet but you know, I could see myself with parting with it, maybe loaning it to you, you know, depending. Come, come here, come here. And he'll, like, motion you to come out, you know, come back behind the, the desk with him. And there's still, like, a flat table back there. And he uh, reaches beneath the table, pulls out uh, a long cylindrical tube that has a cap on it. Maybe it's like a canvas carrying type thing. All right. So this was traded to me by like a really, really wise hunter who passed through here a long time ago. And he said that it's like, it's, it's a special map, you know, that can map the area of where you're at, but well, I'll, I'll just let you try and see how it is. So when you open it, you just got to pay real close attention to what you see because it goes away really fast. So just think about what you want to see and then open it and then... Well, we'll just see what happens. This this should be cool. Here you go. Oh, man. Roll it out. I want to see. And he hands you the canvas cylinder. I'm going to try and see the area down on the tier closest to us. See what uh, there is to see. You roll it out. It's like a pretty thick sheet of leather skin. You, know, you pull it out. It's nice and long. Uh, when you roll it out onto the table, go ahead and roll me a survival. Got a basic success right there. When you open the the sheaf of leather and you roll it out, there's a moment where you're just standing there staring at it and nothing really happens. You can see that there are some like colored inks sort of in the middle that are just random splotches there. But as you're holding it and you're concentrating, those splotches of multicolored inks begin to ripple and then flare outwards from the center of the the center of the map in a ripple that heads outwards. And as it goes outwards, it's basically like a sonar pulse that starts to fill in basic pieces of the geography for maybe like a, I don't know, like a 10 mile radius uh, from where you guys are. So mechanically, the way that I'm going to have this work is for every success and raise you get on the survival roll before you open it, you can like nail down uh, one feature or one thing in the area that you're focusing on. So in this case, if you're focusing on the bottom of um, of the tier for where you guys are, you get some basic topography of the area, but then it, it isolates maybe four or five points within the closest 10 miles that are like the deepest points of the tier. I'm treating it as an abstract of the information appears and you, you have to like very quickly absorb the information because then it disappears again. So like the ripple wave that goes out, there's like one pulse that shows you stuff on the map and then it's quickly like fading away after like five to 10 seconds maybe. You can definitely sense that they're like, this is somehow infused with Corey or there's something here. As far as like the, the meta reason for this, I wanted to like talk with you guys about because I just thought this was a cool item. Yeah. Um, but I thought maybe the skin was like cut from a specific type of creature that somehow mm. had like, I don't know, maybe it had like an internal sonar thing, like its flesh vibrated and sent out this 
wave that it could use to sense its surroundings or something like that. Ooh, that's cool. I think Set has an intuitive kind of grasp on this just because of how he uses his own abilities to see more than um, he should be able to. Conceptually, I like that, and I like that it also ties in directly with uh, Set's abilities and how uh, you've described those and how he senses things. So maybe while you're holding this, you, you feel like you can almost, you know, have that extra sense stretching, you know, miles out around you, but it's not, uh, it's not very tangible. It's more of like an ephemeral sense. Yeah, so uh, pr pretty cool. It colors and stuff, yeah, but it only works every so often. I mean, you have to like let it build back up before you try it again. Could I have this if uh, we take care of those bandits for y'all? Uh, I mean, that sounds pretty good. Like, if you think you can get rid of them, that'd be nice. Um, hmm. Or if you guys are if if you're going down into the tier, um, I don't know if you're gonna use this and you can bring something back or. I don't know, like, do you, what do you guys have that's valuable? <laughs> skin for skin, right? Tell you what, we'll take care of the bandits and secure it and bring you back some of the good stuff later for keeps. Uh, I mean, yeah, that seems, that seems fair enough. But I mean, you should, you should probably like leave it here until you're done doing that. Just so, you know, it's not like I don't trust you or anything like that, but I, you know, I don't cause I don't really know you. What do you know about the bandits and their movements and stuff? What are they hunkered down for the night? Uh, do they got a camp? Um, I, I don't really know. I don't really go out at night or during the day or really, really at all. I just kind of stay here safe. <laughs> oh, man, I'm going to incite that. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Spirit or notice, I would say. Got four on both. Double fours. He seems to be truthful in that he doesn't seem to know what you're trying to find out. You asked if he knows where they stay at night. No, man, I don't know. I'm sorry. They they move around. They're bandits. Uh, if they trap the same place all the time, then, you know, maybe it gets predictable, but they try to move, and it's kind of one of the reasons they're dangerous, you know? Really clever that way. Think, uh, Poston would have any ideas? Yeah, sure. But if anybody sees anything, it's Poston. He sees a lot. Do you have uh, any reinforcements here? I mean, just we got some help, you know, people who swing in from time to time, upkeep, normal traders like you guys. There's some people that are, you know, just catching a few Z's over there. He gestures to the little area that's got the makeshift walls. But, you know, they're like customers, so I'd appreciate it if you didn't go over and wake them up because they're trying to sleep. So you just handle everything in this hub, huh? Yeah, I take care of all the inside stuff, and Poston handles all the outside stuff, and then, you know, we got some friends and people who bring us supplies and trade, and we got some scavenger friends who do go down into the tier and bring back what they can, you know, for finding the stuff that people who go down there don't come back leave behind. You don't have a family. It's just you and your group here? Yeah, I don't have any family anywhere. It's not really by choice, it's just sort of... I just don't have any. Oh, shit. Sorry, man. He's got a slightly more reserved expression. He's tilting his nose up. He's just like, yeah, uh-huh, okay. <laughs> you're, the face journeys you're going on with this character <laughs> are so fucking shysty. <laughs> He's probably an entirely trustworthy person, and I'm just... 
overcomplicating everything. <laughs> Smash cut the Sia under like a soundboard. She's on top of like two rolly chairs she's using as like a makeshift dolly under a soundboard kind of thing in an office. She's like, yeah, I'll fucking fix this for you. It'll be fine. I'm not I'm not gonna get tricked and she's muttering under her breath. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll go fix this for you for no pay. Would you like to try to fix it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's a D6 repair. Any modifiers? Let's see here. Let's say um, I'm going to ask you to get a success on a... Re- Do you have electronics? I have a D4 electronics. Okay. Uh, make, but I also have Yara hands. This isn't like fine electronics. This is, you know, like a bigger thing. So just uh, stick with your repair. Okay. Let's do that one. Five. Five. Okay. Yeah, it takes you a couple minutes, but you're able to piece together the main components of the stereo system. I'm sorry, I would like you to make an electronics roll. Make me one of those, too. Blew up a six. Nice. Eight. Eight, okay. So, yeah, you get the main components together. Uh, A few things are just, like, knocked around and not in the right place or hanging loose, so it's just a matter of reorganizing and, you know, retightening those. There are a couple of corroded-looking wires. Some of them got pulled out. One of them might just need to be replaced, but I think you probably have spare component parts, at least in the area, that you could use. Yeah, she gets out, like, a little handheld smelter device and just, like, does the little fixes, snip some wires. Oh, uh, soldering iron. Yeah! Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like a hot glue gun size. It's tiny. Yeah, but uh, you're able to patch everything back together and... Uh, Maybe it'll work. Oh, test it. Okay. Um, is there something in there already? Um, let's say that one of the reasons it was messed up is there was a like a jammed-in cassette that got all messed up and oh. it just like spat its tape everywhere and that got clogged into a whole bunch of crap. Gotcha. She rewinds it. What do you think that <laughs> tape is? Ooh. I got a roll table here. R&B. She plugs it in, flips a switch. It goes like, as it's firing back up. An R&B artist. I'm going to say this is, um, his name is Silky. Silky Delphine. Silky Delphine. I love it. A tree frog looking Karnak. Okay. With a saxophone. I like it. Okay. I love it. There isn't any saxophone in the track, though, which seems odd. (laughs) (laughs) See, yes, we hear the, the raspy crooning of Silky Delphine. Uh, that echoes smoothly through the... I guess, can something be a smooth rasp? Yeah, Yeah, why not? Why not? Echoes through the visitor center. Shez perks up and says, Wow! This is nice. I like this. Real smooth and... Yeah! He's looking around for uh, for Sia. She wanders back over, dusting off her, her gloved hands. That is very impressive, miss. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Your service is noted. And now we don't have to kill any bandits, right? <laughs> I mean... See ya. I traded for something good. Look at this map. You think about something and it like, uh, I don't know, pings it and uh, floods with color. Oh, it's cool. That's pretty neat. It's pretty, yeah, it's really neat. What's even neater is you guys take care of those bandits. It's going to be great. All right, well, hold on. Before we agree to anything, I wanted to look out on that rotunda over yonder. Go see the view. See what's down there from what we can see. Yeah, looking's free. I don't control the view. Beautiful. 
Yeah, let's let's go over there real quick. Enjoy the tunes. Oh, I am. Okay. Yeah, this is great. Just sort of bobbing his head as you guys walk away. Goes back to whatever he was working on. She opens the the door with a creak. Chess pulls out a fucking coloring book and just start and just vibes into the tunes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just listen to this music. I just want to color stuff. <laughs> he just, he's just got like all these maps laid out. He's just filling in the maps <laughs> with colored pencils. Chess loves art. He's just drawing all the time. I bet not realizing people coming up to his desk for like minutes, just doodling on whatever he can find from the nearby shops. He's got like a lot of art littering his kiosk that's been scrawled on like the roadway maps or the the old children's mats. That's good. I like that a lot. You can take a Benny for that fun little addition. Nice. That's why he doesn't like the bandits. It harshes his vibes. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm just, I'm really about art and togetherness. So banditry is just like, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just not good for the soul. You know, it's, I think it's cause stole sounds like soul. It's like too close, you know? See, it's just tapping Words are your chin. crazy, right? Mm. Do you ever stop to think about how, like, words in languages are different, but they mean the same thing? Like, we're all just people talking about, you know, stuff. <laughs> okay, all right, see you later. Bye. Yeah, we just leave. We just leave. No, that's good. Okay, yeah, I'll catch up with you guys. Oh, yeah, all right. But yeah, so uh, so you guys uh, exit the the sitter scent, and you're on. It sounds like you're near the back, sort of where the the cliff face would be going down. Is that mm-hmm. what you're looking for? Just like an. I overlook? imagine that at one time it was just like a pier that overlooked the lake, mm-hmm. but now it overlooks a dizzying drop down into the canyon. I would I would agree with that. I like a visual of maybe there is just like still a bit of a pier that juts out over mm. the nothingness like a giant wooden diving board and you can see that you know some of the supports have broken away and maybe over time more and more of these bits have fallen into the mists she points i am not going out there you guys it's so it, the mists don't rise the whole way to the top you can see maybe like the top third or quarter of you know the walls so even in the distance you can see there are other waterfalls that you know tumble down into the mists and occasionally there's uh some some movement it's not a complete wall that screens your vision but it certainly makes it harder to see stuff and the air is fresh but moist uh, certainly a far cry from you know the the stifling and dry desert air uh actually can you guys uh both make me one more notice while you're here yeah it was maybe muggy on the way in, but now that uh, it's starting to get darker, I think much like the desert, you feel that chill settle into the air, especially with it being more moist. It makes it, you know, frostier. I failed, by the way. Okay. I got an eight. An eight? That's a success with a raise. In addition to the, you know, the moist nature of the air, you definitely smell something else on the wind. Maybe uh, smoke? Huh. From where? Probably blowing from behind you out over the tier. So probably through the area you guys have already come. You can smell smoke. I forgot to play my adventure card. Oh no. I was gonna. Okay, well what's your adventure card? My adventure card is Renown. Play after completing a good deed of some import. Everyone who contributed receives a point of conviction. If not using conviction, they refresh their bennies instead. So I was wondering if dusting those bandits earlier or... 
fixing the radio. Yeah, okay, yeah, I, th I think for both of those, that's fine. Cool. Uh, a combination of you guys dealing with some of the bandits and then sweeping in to provide them with the dulcet tones of Silky Delphine nice. uh, have certainly earned you a level of renown. Uh, I did uh, forget to read the, the the flavor text. Please do. You're the one who defeated the dragon of Innsberg. You're the one who defeated the dragon of Innsberg. Innsberg. I think conviction probably seems Neat. is far more powerful and more interesting. Well, but maybe. that just means that I can throw harder stuff at you guys. Can I have two points of conviction or uh, only one at a time? Conviction is capped at only one. So you can uh, refresh Benny's, or if we don't refresh here, then I'd say take an extra Benny for next session. So you'll start, you'd start at four instead of three. I think I got this point I already have from standing up to my dad. <laughs> I like that C is convinced. Seth's like, I showed my dad that I'm worth something. C is like, I, I fixed a radio. <laughs> <laughs> it was really messed up. But I feel like after her run-in with Sparky, it feels good. Yeah. Oh, not only Sparky, but she also fucked up one of Vigo's cars. Oh my god. <laughs> Got oil in her face. That. So all she's done since get here is embarrass herself, get stolen by a manta ray, and then punch it to death. So maybe this is her upward swing, you know? Everything's coming up, see ya. Yeah. <laughs> see ya me now. <laughs> see ya later. They see ya. Uh, uh, you smell that? I, um, what? I think there's smoke. I, I can smell all the smoke he was trying to blow up our asses, for one. There wasn't any smoke, just trade. We take care of the bandits, we get supplies, and help here. I don't, um, I, uh, I can't just go, go kill a bunch of bandits. That's not even self-defense. But they're hurting other people. They're stealing from them. But I can't go kill people. I mean... Kind of stole a little from the store galore, but that was abandoned, so... But you said it was cool! I mean, it's like the comics with Bolt. You have to stop people doing bad stuff so they can't hurt more people. And it's a good thing to do. You get those comics out here. Valerius Artment has them. Yeah. Huh. He's his, the hero. <laughs> Take a penny, I love that. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I mean, you fought before, even just now, on the road. I just, I don't... I, earlier, it was just kind of instinct, and people were shooting at us, and I, 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 I didn't know what, what else to do. But... I mean, if we don't take care of them, what are they gonna do? They could move! They're not gonna move. They're gonna stay here and keep doing what they're doing because nobody's stopped them. I mean, they probably... <sighs> Makes a good point. <laughs> yeah, get out of here! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> she just, I feel like when she's agitated, her back legs that just kind of hover around her arms, just they just twitch a little bit. Her tail flexes. She's just, but drumming on like the railing, dust coming off of it with her regular hands. This is what I promised for the map. I mean, maybe we can, we can barter something else for the map. I just, I don't know if... We can help these people live better out here, Sia. I mean, they seem like they're doing all right, but you gotta wonder, why are they doing all right? There's two people here, and one of them's an idiot. We could steal the map for a little bit and then bring it back with, oh, we brought treasure. You know. The 
Doesn't stealing the map make us bandits too? Stealing from someone out here? It's almost, it's almost as good as killing them. The resources are so scarce, so precious. Better than killing people, though. Like I'm, I'm gonna put my 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 cards on the table. If I ha if I have to defend myself, I'm going to do that, and I'm gonna defend you too. But just looking, going and guns blazing isn't exactly my forte or anything I was prepared to do. Could we parlay? What do you have in mind? Do you think they want to talk? Talking is better than going to a fight, yeah. Uh, taking care of bandits doesn't always mean killing them. There are other options. I think I've been watching too many action movies, I just assumed. That's what they meant. Chess made it sound like a really big deal, and we're pretty dangerous. But Poston didn't seem too worried. He's just one guy with a gun. Maybe he's just dumb. He doesn't seem like he's got it all together. I mean, I know he's Ori and they're a little spacey sometimes, but... You know... I... I... You're, you're my guide out here. I'll defer to whatever you think is the smartest way for us to survive the night. Because I trust you. Maybe we can reach some kind of agreement with them. We'll see. That could be good too. But we need this map, I think. I mean, it looks like a maze down there, so a map would probably be a really good thing to have. So if we can help however we can that... I mean, I already fixed a radio. I feel like that's pretty good. Maybe just give it, you know? You could go ask. Yeah, why, why did I go try? <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go talk to him. We're gonna get that map and then we're gonna not get shot to death. And we're, it's gonna be great. She pats him on the spiny, spiny, spiny shoulder, and it only hurts a little bit. <laughs> she says, let's make sure coin purse is well set for the evening, wherever we, wh whatever we're doing. And I'm gonna go talk to Shiz. While she is doing that, I'm gonna roll notice to see if I can see the bandy cap out here or the smoke. Oh, dang, uh, a nine? I think uh, with your raise uh, eliminating all darkness penalties and your uh, success with a raise on your notice, you have a, a very specific idea of where these people might be. There is one uh, little column of smoke, uh, especially from the scent and your in tune senses, you can tell that it's probably just a campfire. You know, it's, it's nighttime, so it gets cold out here. It's likely just for shelter, but it's coming from an area say just to the west of where you are less than a mile set catches see his arm real quick and, and points out what he just noticed she squints her eyes aglow a soft blue with set pointing it out to you you can probably make out at least a little trickle of dark that's slightly darker than the rest of the dark now i have a question uh-huh it's a very important question yeah uh -huh. is it directly uh on a cliffside is it directly on a cliffside like is it directly next to a cliffside you want to spend a Benny, it can be. Is there I don't have a Benny. Is there a specific reason you wanted it to be on a cliffside? Okay, could wall walk and listen to them. Okay. Snoop. Um, I, I think that's cool, so... Do I... I'll spend a Benny on that for sure. Okay, Set will spend a Benny <laughs> for you. you. Yeah, then, sure. It's uh, it's along the cliffside to the west, probably from another little body of water, you know, by another waterfall that's going down in there. It probably makes sense to stay close by to a source of water. Well, you know, I mean, I could just hang off the edge there and 
listen, do do some scouting. It probably wouldn't take me too long. I mean, you can, but uh, gotta be, you gotta be careful, especially being alone like that. Uh, they wouldn't be able to catch me, right? I want a wall. You could be followed though, like if there were Axian or other Yara in in their bandit party. But there are barely any walls out here. <laughs> As if that stops Yara from <laughs> <Yeah>. going places. <laughs> she has blinders on, you know? Sure. She's just clinging to what she feels is rational in the moment, which is not necessarily. Sure. We probably should do some scouting. Should we do that before we talk to Shiz? Well, I can go over there now. If you want to stay out here like we're still talking, Shiz wouldn't even know I'm gone. You know, maybe. Play some music real loud while you're gone so he thinks that maybe we're just chilling. She taps her head and then taps at him and then back at her. <laughs> Thumbs up. So you play loud at him. <laughs> just to cover up any listening devices. <laughs> mariachi band then. Oh, yes. What's a mariachi band's name, though? The Mariachis. Like, but Mary is... M-E-R-O-Y. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, see ya. I guess, takes a running leap and jumps onto the, the side of the cave wall. Or not the cave wall, the, the cavern wall, the, the, the maze wall, if you sure. will. Yeah, I mean, you can you can use your wall walker to travel at your normal pace along there. What is your goal with this? What are you trying to do exactly? Just trying to listen. Listen to the bandits. Intel. All right, so uh, your first roll is going to be a stealth to see if you can approach them. I'm a d6 stealth. Gotcha. I'm going to give you a plus two on this roll because of your method of approach. Cool. And I would really like to cast boost notice okay. on myself. Sure. So what should I roll first? Oh, uh, well, if you're boosting before you go in, then roll your boost. Five. So it's up to a d6 notice. So you have no darkness penalties while you're... You cool. have no obscurement or darkness penalties while you're doing this, so you cool. can see perfectly. All right. Well, I'm going to roll my stealth. Do it. Ooh, I blew up a six. Ten. Plus two. Plus two is a twelve. Uh, okay. Yeah, you're able to uh, scuttle along the cliff face, you know, just beneath uh, where somebody who's looking out over the side would be able to see. Probably, like, right next to the waterfall is where they are, so you're getting buffeted by mist just constantly brushing against you, giving you this chill down to your bones. Making nice, it, Making everything wet. I mean, it's getting darker, so it's starting to get cold. Well. Um, but yeah, you can you can perch by the waterfall, and then I would like you to make me a notice. You're listening right now. I'm listening. So I don't think you have so, any bonuses to listening. Uh, that's a fail. It's a fail. Okay. So I could add my conviction. I just got. You could. It seems almost foolish not to. She's riding that repair high. Yeah, she is. She's got to use it, or I'll forget I have it next session. You sure. know. Yeah. Okay, so those are they were both twos. Mm -hmm. So. Got a four, baby! Okay. So, uh, what I'm going to ask you here, with one success, I will say you can glean one tangible piece of information from listening to these guys. What are you trying to find out? I'm trying to find out their general threat level to us personally. If they're talking about, like, yeah, something fucking happened in town today. Okay. Yeah, then um, from where you are, you hear a couple of different voices and, uh, you know, just soft murmurings. They don't always talk loud enough for you to make out everything they say, but you do catch snippets of conversation. One of them does say something along the lines of, Everybody heard what happened across town earlier today. Some just blew through one of the, the checkpoints. 
And I started taking pot shots at it. It was just a big cloud of dust. And then these rocks started flying out, taking people out. You ever seen anything like that? A murmuring round of, I don't know, I've never heard anything like that before. And then there's some crazy stuff out of here in the wastes. More pauses. You can smell gun oil, and you hear the mechanical click-clack as people are, you know, lubricating and oiling up their guns, making hmm. sure everything's in tip-top shape. They tell a, a couple of stories about, you know, passers-by, the things they've taken off of people over the last week or two. Like murdered, it sounds like, uh, or...? They're talking about stuff they've acquired from people, yes. <sighs> okay. They get around to uh, sort of trash-talking the, the sitter scent. Now, if we had more boys, we might be able to take that place out. Less competition. And then this whole area belonged to us. And it's from, eh, eh, they don't want to work with us. Well, I don't want to work with them either. I just want what they got. Seems like good information. She's going to hold out for a little bit more. Okay, I think that's probably about what you're going to get with a basic success from listening. Oh, for sure. Because what you, what you were trying to determine oh is like, God. what's their general threat level to you, right? Okay, you seem to have another adventure card you want to play. <laughs> If I may. All right. It's villainous verbosity. Okay. Play to make an opposing wild card lose his next action by gloating or talking about his master plan. Ha ha, you fools. Did you really think you could thwart such an ingenious plan? Could I use it for some some general info? Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly feel like everything they just said was basically covered by that. It's fair. There was some extra stuff that you added on that I don't feel like I would have gotten with my normal success. So maybe here. that Let's, maybe it rolls into it, you know? One more thing that I'll give you. Let's see here. Like, you know, we just gotta we gotta hang out here for long enough. We gotta get more people to join the fold, and when we got enough, we can sneak in and we can take those bastards out. But I don't wanna move on them yet. You might got something hiding up their sleeves, you know. We gotta send runners, bring people in from farther around. See is like in the waterfall, shivering. <laughs> She's probably gonna duck out. That's all you're reasonably. That's cool get. though. That's a lot of good info. But you can uh, return back, dripping wet, very very damp. Your boots leave a, a squelching noise and a, a footprint every step you take. He, he can hear her arriving again because without a waterfall present, you just hear the of her legs digging in. <laughs> That's a fun detail. Digging into the the sides of the cavern. Mm -hmm. Not cavern. You know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Canyon. That's Can it. Canyon. Yep. Whew. And she vaults over the deck. Well, I found him. Went really well. They didn't even see me. I don't think. They're going to try to take this place out when they get more people, apparently. So maybe that's good information to pass along that we could trade for a map. You just... Give them the info and leave them here to fend for themselves? I mean, I'm not okay with it. I'm just saying we have options. See ya. But we should probably help them, right? Wouldn't you want help if you're in their position? <sighs> yes, I would like help. All right. How many people are, uh, are there over there? How many voices does she think she heard? You probably heard at least four at least while you were there. Four distinct voices. Doesn't mean that's all the people that were there, but that's all you heard. Right. I and heard I'm, four, but that was only who was talking, you know? I presume you weren't, like, looking <laughs> no. uh, too much, yeah. <laughs> Not at all. Yeah, they were saying they were going to send out runners to go get more people. Which makes it, if they have enough people to send runners places, you know. Yeah, we got to help, right? 
How heavy are you? Uh, what? Can you like, can you hop on my back real quick? Because if we could both go up on the wall, that would be way easier for a stealthy approach. I was thinking about taking the truck around front, actually. That's true, but then you're you're just clear out there. But if we're talking first, it'd be good not to show up in the middle of the camp like enemies. Oh, you're right. We could maybe, could we threaten them? Just get them to leave? I can throw their guns right over the edge. I just don't feel comfortable holding on to your back. What if you tumble? I'd never tumble. <laughs> she says, looking a little put out at that. But what if I fell off? What if you tie yourself on? I just don't really like heights. I. It's a better idea to have you in the car. It's a better idea to have you in the car. You know, I could get in there and I could just paralyze the leader, maybe, as a threat. Yeah, we should go get ready and think up the rest of the plan. We're doing this tonight, right? Better do it quick when they're not expecting it than, uh, and they haven't moved yet. Okay. Well, if we're doing this for them, they should give us some supplies. You know, I'll go talk to Shez. You talk to Poston, because he seems to like you more. But Chez doesn't like you either. Yeah, but then, then I'll be tough with him. How? I don't know. I've never done this before. I do want to reiterate her one hindrance is tongue-tied. <laughs> Doesn't nice. know how to talk to people, and she's an outsider. With a secret. It's good to know. What could it be? Set wanders towards the front of the sitter set to find Poston where he was before. Uh, just, you know, just so he could talk to him. He's uh, he's It's like a little um, a folding chair that he's just got up in the tower. A little tiny rickety table. He puts his feet up on the, the railings. When he's not actively looking out. Does he have a ladder to get up there? Yeah, I think a ladder is, uh, makes more sense. Uh, he's got his hands locked behind his head. Uh, he jumps a little bit at the noise and looks down and says, Oh, hey, you get lost? You need something? Uh, yeah. Uh, do you got a relief guard, right? It's, uh, it's not just you up there, is it? Yeah, you know, he's a, he's a Yara. Not a bad fellow. Pretty good shot. Not as good as me. Oh, man. That was a, did that one carry through the mics? Um, oh, yeah. Thunder coming uh, through my hand. <laughs> Maybe a storm is brewing in game two. Ooh, that's cool. I like that. Yeah, so we hear that uh, that peal of thunder rolling through the night. Maybe there's a, a flash of green, and he glances up. Nice of you to come out and talk to me, but it's going to get real wet real soon, friend. I thought rainstorms were sparse in this area. Yeah, you ain't wrong, but usually likes to stay wet around here. Chess said he'd like us to go take care of those bandits for you guys. Oh yeah, I'm sure you'd like it. Well, I'm gonna. Uh, we made a deal. Yeah, if you're offering friends, sure. Do you know what uh, they want in the area? I mean, they're bandits. They just want what other people got and the easiest way to get it is to shoot them or kill them or take it you know something like that so i ain't got no love last for them you're gonna make them disappear that works just as well for me they don't come too close near here because they know you know me and toonie we dead shots so they get too close we take them out with a rifle and he nudges it with his foot oh the big gun they don't like the big gun no they do not i'm sure you saw plenty of the vehicles coming in on the front there you shoot up all the cars uh, we saw coming in? Well, 
Not all of them, but, you know, some of them. All the ones, at least in the straightaway, where our gun could shoot them. You shoot at anyone coming in the straightaway there? Well, not anyone, but it's usually pretty easy to tell if somebody's coming in with ill intent or not. And usually they're coming in slow enough from all the bandit checkpoints anyway. You snuck up on us pretty easy. I would try to be a little sneaky sometimes. That's a good skill to have. Do they have uh, any kind of schedule? Well, like you said, they uh, they bunker down for the night. I assume they got somebody keeping watch, but I never gone over to try to check on them myself. There's usually two to four of them per checkpoint. I think there's usually three different groups, so basic maths is somewhere between six and twelve. I don't know how many you all dealt with when you were on your way in. Took out at least three of them. It was hard to see. Oh my. Well, no love lost here. So yeah, maybe three to nine left, something like that. I don't know if they all hunker down there or if they keep patrols at night. I think they stay put. Uh, you think they'll uh, hunker down for the storm? A thunderstorm? They'd be foolish to go out in that. Uh, I'm gonna go parlay with them tonight. Well, they're uh, all there then. Parlay? Why, you wouldn't go talk to them. They're gonna shoot you, friend. That's a damn fool idea. I just want to make sure violence isn't the only resolution first. It's your skin, friend. You you make it happen. I'll power it to you. But survival's the name of the game out here. I just... I want you all to be safe here. And you're not safe with those bandits encroaching. So I'm going to do my best to pull our weight and help while we're here. Well, sounds like somebody taught you right. We've got to look out for each other. Or at least... We gotta look out for those who looking out for us too, and they only looking out for themselves. Uh, so, uh, what's Chez's deal? Seems really out of it half the time. Oh, well, I mean, he's Ori. They always got trouble focusing to some extent or another, but he's a young fella. He's been around here a year, two years, something like that. Seems harmless enough. I don't deal with him too much. I just let him keep to his work. He keeps the customers happy, keeps our supplies coming in from trade. That suits me just fine. You ever say uh, why he ended up coming out here? Um, no. Much as I can remember, he said maybe he and his family were ambushed by some bandits here or there or wherever. And he was just looking for somewhere to hunker down, somewhere safe. Maybe he's uh, looking for some revenge. They say it's a dish best served cold, but... Mighty tasty dish sometimes. And it gets mighty cold here at night. What about the heat of revenge, though? <laughs> well, they said it's best served cold. Not that you can only serve it cold. Just don't burn your mouth. Think uh, they got a gun like yours, too? I'd expect if they got a little encampment, they probably got at least one gun emplacement. Same as they got at some of the checkpoints. We got small arms, fire... Pistols, submachine gun, shotgun, rifle, any number of that. I don't think I've ever seen them use any kind of explosives, so you're probably safe on that. But beyond that, I'm not sure what they might be able to do. I think they got uh, some bigger goals out here, you know, you think? I don't rightly know, but I think they're in the business of taking and keeping. And uh, the less folks that walk away to rat them out is probably the better. But that might just be speculation. 
Not too many folks like shells running around talking about how they got away. Do you think this is a, a proper territory war? They might treat it that way if they had proper fortification. You know, he gestures to the compound as a whole. But seeing as we ain't gonna play ball with them on that, I think they just scrounge them what they can get. Maybe a little minor revenge, making sure that nobody reaches us, starve us out, you know. Hasn't worked that well, we get enough traffic. So I don't know. Set goes ahead and gives Poston a, a jolt and leaves one for uh, the night guard too. Yeah, I'll let him know, Sid, thank you. That's mighty kind of you. I'll take it as a, a tip for keeping y'all safe. And thanks for that. Yeah, no problem, friend. And just be careful out there. Couple of bandits. It's It ain't nothing, but it ain't worth losing your lives over neither. Well, they were talking about coming to take this place. I don't want that to happen. These bandits, they, they hard-pressed to work together in any meaningful way. If they thought they could take us, maybe they'd try, but wouldn't be the first time. See, uh, snuck around cliffs spying them. Maybe you should have some, uh, someone watching that side, too. Well, the cliff side? He nods thoughtfully at that. Maybe I'll think about repositioning Toonie on top of the main structure, keep an eye out that way. Once, uh, the bandits are gone, maybe you won't have to be on guard so much. Well, I'd sure like that. Safe trails. Safe trails. And uh, the camera cuts quick to Sia at the reception desk as she's just about to start talking to Chez. I imagine it was like a round desk. You know what I mean? Yeah, like that. So he just wheels around while she's just like pacing, maybe. Mm -hmm. He's just spinning in circles in his office chair. There's not always a lot to do around here, so you sort of got to make your own fun. I like to do this game where I spin myself as fast as I can, and I count how many times I go in a circle. My record's seven. I mean, can you beat that? Yeah, I'm going to try. Well, let's make a roll for him. Oh, blew up an eight. Oh, my God. Into a, a one, a nine. Nine times. I guess, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's got his legs out. They just sort of wobble a little bit as he spins. <laughs> Does he get sick? Yeah, let's see here. Oh, I don't feel so good. I feel like seven's the magic number. Yeah, it's good. From a structural point of view. Oh. Oh, buddy, are you alright? I just set a new record. I'm great. You're on top of the world, and this great music's playing now. So... My dude, what do you got for supplies? And while you're talking to him, he is just like starfished in this chair with his head back, his legs stretched out, his arms flopped to the side. Just like, <sighs> taking deep breaths. Is, you're doing great, by the way. Oh yeah, you know, uh, supplies, we got like food and certain types of ammunition, you know, medical stuff. Just, you know, supplies. Yeah. Where are they for purchase? I mean, I, I keep them in a safe place. So do you have a, a, a list? She's like... <laughs> Why don't you tell me what you need and I'll tell you if I have it. I don't see how hard learner. this is. Well, you see me sitting here having just broken the record and not feeling super good. So 
What are you looking for? Hold on. Pull, she... He pulls over a paper and writes supplies at the top and then writes a couple of things. Oh well, here's a starter list for you. Is that good? Is that good enough for you? Yeah, I'll take this to my partner. Thank you. She walks over to set, seeing he's come back inside. I've been talking to this guy for 10 minutes. I got fucking nothing. <laughs> nothing out of this useless man. So to be fair, like if you're you're asking him for supplies and gave him no specific directions, yeah. so out She's of character. She's the useless person here. So I'm just saying, out of character. If there's something specific that you're actually trying to get, we could talk about that. But otherwise, he has basic amenities that you guys could procure if necessary. She was looking for like, I don't know, like magic item adjacent stuff, probably. Oh, he's got this map. Yeah, I know. I don't know. I don't know what to do. What, what do we do? Set walks over to Chez, who maybe is uh, recovered a bit by now. It says, uh, how stocked uh, in bandit fighting supplies are you? Bullets. Bullets are good for bandits. Um, we got a couple of tiny things that go boom, but I'm, I'm kind of worried about using those here because we're like on the side of a cliff, you know? <laughs> yeah, that, that'd be bad. Yeah, nobody wants that. The flashbangs, those are good because, you know, first they, they flash and then they bang and it really disorients people. You, um, you have personal experience? Uh, no, thank, thank goodness, no. I've heard them though, because, you know, they, they make a bang. It's pretty, uh, it's pretty audible. You don't want to be next to it. I mean, hey, man. Can we get like a flashbang or something on the house since we're uh, taking care of this uh, big problem for you? Go ahead and make me a persuade at a plus two because you guys did help him. Or Actually, you know what? Don't even roll for that because Sia played her adventure card to get the conviction. So I think that elevates it to a, a more important thing. And he sort of jostles back and forth, almost rolling his eyes up like, you know, arguing internally with himself before he's like yeah yeah i mean i can help you out man that's if you're gonna take out the bandits and get them away from here and we can get more people coming in then you know i think that'll probably boost our profits and we'll get more supplies so it seems like a good investment and you seem like a good dude so i can give you this flashy if uh if that'll help you out so he'll give you a flashbang uh if there's like another piece of I'd say average to slightly above average, uh, like equipment or ammunition or something like that that you're interested in. He could probably have that too. Hmm. Maybe there's a taser in the inventory. A taser in the rain, you say? <laughs> this is non-lethal, right? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> After you leave, as long as you don't use it in the rain. <laughs> I had a question. Okay. If say Sia borrowed one of those sizzle shot shotgun shells if she threw that into a fire mitt i mean i think that's a cool <laughs> idea yeah so oh my god uh, she can sling it she can sling it into the fire you could we did oh. get flashbangs Ooh, we did get did we get that from shez yeah yeah Ooh, yeah I'll, i'm gonna throw a flashbang right in the fire <laughs> <laughs> Explode cinders everywhere. Could she like rig up a small scale explosive 
it's typically under the purview of MacGyver. Mm, that's true. Uh, she does to, not have that. I, I, I mean, uh, explosives are covered by the repair skill, I found out. So if you would like to put that together beforehand or, you know, attempt to rig something beforehand, I think that would be outside of the purview of MacGyver because you're not trying to do it out of bits and bobs that are just hanging around. Right. Because she has the, the skills. Make a Molotov cocktail. That's true. Molotov, yeah. That's a She's got science, thing. research, repair... We duct tape a flashbang to a Molotov cocktail. That'd probably work. I don't know enough to say it wouldn't, so. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so the flashbang will explode. It'll be bright light, really hot, really loud. And then that would probably ignite the, break the glass and ignite the uh, gasoline that would just spray all over the place. Ooh, that sounds bad, but good. Yeah, I think a flashbang would probably be covered by the blind power. Uh, they have a, they, I think they have, they, they call it something else in the rule book, but it's actually uh, some of the gear in here. And uh, the gear is always in the 80s. Stun grenade. Stun grenade. So then it's stun instead of blind. Sounds good. Yeah. I don't think they accounted for a Molotov. I would think a Molotov probably doesn't do any damage up front, but if somebody gets hit by some it, lingering damage. Yeah, they get hit by like lingering damage like they would from damage field or the lingering modifier. Whichever skill feels applicable for what you're trying to do to combine the things, because you guys have science. the stun grenade. So yeah, go ahead and do science. Five. Five is a success, so I'll count that. I'll count this as the minor explosive in a small blast template for the Molotov itself, but then the stun grenade will go off on its own and both effects can uh, resolve automatically. So the Molotov, you could reasonably hit one person, or if you were aiming at like a campfire, that would pr like if you successfully hit a campfire with it that would probably just increase the radius of the fiery explosion because you threw it into a big fire right right so i would say if you successfully hit the fire with your throw because it's a small burst template and that's like one square on a map uh, then it would increase it to a large blast template do you want to try and roll a repair roll to make a stealth cloak out of Ooh. the um, gray skin okay yeah if you wanted to try to do that before Going in, I think that's perfectly acceptable. It would be a stealth cloak. To you, would that be a bonus to the stealth skill? Would it be treated like a power, similar to something like invisibility or a boost trait for stealth? It'd be camouflage, so maybe it would act like the camouflage that Karnak have. The, the chameleon thing. Okay, yeah, that sounds appropriate to me. I think it's just a, a plus one bonus to your stealth and plus two if you're standing still. So if you're not in motion, it's a little bit better. So uh, you are practiced with this. Give me, this is gonna be the type of thing where if if you fail at it, I think it just means that it takes longer to make or it's not quite ready, or maybe it just doesn't function quite as well as you want it to yet, but it's not gonna be destroyed unless you have something like a crit fail. I think if there's a crit fail, it might be something where you have to gather further materials before you can piece everything together. Can I assist? Yeah. Oh, I was asking uh, to see if Sia could do it. Oh, yeah, you're, she you're, can try. You're the repairy gal, and it's going to be your cloak. That's true. If Set would like to help with that, I think that's also appropriate. This would be... Uh, I could see a number of things applying here. Uh, could I argue to assist with my survival knife? <laughs> yes, absolutely. To, how does your survival knife uh, help with the, the construction of this? I mean, we can use it for cutting, and we can also use it for the scraping of the underside of the skin to get it cleaned off and properly uh, tanned, because... Then you smear. Yeah, the well, brain a little bit. I think that's um, that's a perfect application of a survival knife and very acceptable. So definitely. 
So let's have the survival roll first. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, that six blows up to a 10 total. Yeah. Nice. So it's going to add a plus two to see his roll. Repair is often for mechanical objects and uh, smaller electronic objects. I'm cool with letting it ride here just for simplicity, but I feel like these types of things might just be survival in the future. Mm. Does that sound reasonable to you guys? Yeah, I definitely have survival. I mean, I'm cool even just letting Seth's roll ride and have him... Like, he has the know-how to do this far more than Sia. I Probably. Think. I'm cool with that. That makes the most sense to me, that Set is the one who has this direct knowledge. He's seen it done. You helped uh, make the stuff you guys got from the Trailblazers. So, to me, this is a logical step in that same sequence. I think, yeah, like, primitive tech could be covered with survival. Yes. Based on what we just talked about, survival would probably make the most sense. But if you would like to use repair, you can use that uh, probably at a minus one. Okay. So whichever one's better for you. You said minus one for repair? Yeah. That is still a 10. Wow, you guys are crushing it. Okay, so uh, you got plus two on that, which means you got a success with two raises. Uh, yeah, I think this cloak is probably about as good as you guys could have expected to make it in any circumstances, even uh, limited tools notwithstanding. So what does the final cloak look like? I think it's like that smooth... Uh, if you rub it one, I mean, it's gray skin. So it's like, if you rub it, it's smooth. You rub it the, back the opposite way. It's a little rough. And that the color, when light hits it, it kind of morphs, not morphs, but uh, the patterns just shift with the environment behind it in a strange way. Like the membrane is uh, observing the world around it and then reproducing the light effects. Yeah, I think that's really cool. It's got that slight shimmer. And maybe there's a split in it where your tail can come out. Yes. That sounds really cool to me. When you are in motion wearing the cloak, you get a plus one to your stealth totals. If you are standing still, which would be specifically hiding, so if you are hiding and trying to avoid detection that way, you'll get a plus two in the uh, aesthetics of the cloaker. You know, how like if it's a poncho style or if it's like a trench coat or just clasps around the shoulders or whatever. That's up to you guys. Yeah, I imagine it's a hooded cloak, mm -hmm. like where it's like an open V, claps in the front, and then... Uh, goes over to see his head you pull it down and she just opens up her night vision eyes and you see two shimmering blue slits through. so we get a couple shots of you guys outside behind the sitter scent as we see uh, the dark gray thunderheads starting to roll in in the distance and uh, the sky start to darken just uh, cutting down along the trim of this cloak and then stitching things back together refastening tanning the hide itself Oh, hey, with the rays, could we make it so her previous cloak is the interior of it? So she's got the red feathers lining the inside of the cloak. Yeah, that's cool. So, it, <laughs> sure, so yeah. it gives it the fire resistance as well. I'm cool with that. Yeah, I mean, but I, think, that's I cool. think if it took fire damage, it would destroy the effect of the, its ability to shroud. But it would still, in Protect. a clutch situation, provide fire resistance. Yeah, if you guys want to go that direction, I think Let's that's really cool and flavorful. Resist. It's like, this is perfect now that I have these Molotovs. <laughs> Poison. <laughs> perfect. Or maybe you can turn it inside out and you don't damage it, but if you turn it... Basically, it's two-sided. Mm -hmm. I like that. I think that makes the most yeah. sense. It's interchangeable. So you can you turn it one way to get the uh, stealth thing, you can turn it the other way to have the red effect, the, the red plumage, but 
basically if you took fire damage without it with without the fire damage side out it would destroy the uh shroud effect or the the, the stealth effect i really like that and i'm gonna say yeah. that uh changing them is an action so if you wanted to flip them around during combat you can do so it would count towards multi-action penalty if you're trying to do something else but that would just be to me representative of you unfastening it swirling it and then fastening it again you know cool it just takes a second or two and i feel like your character has the dexterity or agility necessary to do so and i i won't ask for a roll because i think that's stupid d8 agility <laughs> yeah very cool i think c is practicing twirling it on and off she's like can you see me now <laughs> i mean yeah but we're in the light well and i know where you are <laughs> would pretend you didn't know <laughs> with that set pulls out his dark feathered cloak from the trailblazer and then dons his own much better for you. stealth <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready to do this? I mean, we're ready as we're ever going to be. And she is patting her side satchel with Molotovs in it now. She's constructed. Did you put pockets in the cloak? <laughs> mm, but it's double-sided. Okay, so I'm going to drive in. Just wait till, well, you'll know. You'll know when to go. Wait, wait for me first. And you're sure I'll know, she says with a nervous grimace. I'm very sure you'll know. All right. Uh, you do have your radio, though, right? That she fumbles through her her little belt pouch and pulls it out and makes it go over. Set pulls out his radio and listens for the click and verifies that they're uh, they're still operating. Are we the only ones on this frequency? What if someone else can hear us? That's all very stealthy. We're not going to be using it unless everything goes wrong. And if everything does go wrong, what do we do? We're going to have to fall back and try and make contact with each other. At the sitter scent? Hopefully, yeah. I mean, if it goes worse, we might just have to figure it out. Okay. See, she's feeling real nervous about this. She's never just attacked people before. Worst comes to worst, you can just throw what you got and get out of there if it starts to overwhelm you. I'm not going to leave you there. I'm, I just, you know, if... If you can't figure it out, you know, if, if you freeze up or anything, just make sure you're somewhere safe if, if it gets over, if, if things get out of, out of hand. She pokes his chest, his very spiky chest with one big finger and says, you get out of there too. Yeah, definitely. When you guys were talking about the radio and you were like, what if other people are on this frequency? Internally, I just wanted to be like, the radio goes on. She's like, don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. If it was Shez, don't oh, worry about don't that. Worry about that. <laughs> yeah, man, we're good. Yeah, you know, don't don't worry about that. I'm sure it'll be fine. Sure. <laughs> hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this episode with us. First up, I would love to say thank you to our gracious patrons. Thank you to Chase, Valentine, Ezra, Nakoda, and Jackie. Chase, especially this episode, because without Chase, Silica Valley would not exist. Thank you so much, Chase. Thank you also to Caleb Sunstead, Zach, Ben Hatton, Paxton, Gerald, Alex, Davriel, Ellis, and Zane. Thank y'all so much. Your support genuinely helps us make every new episode for you. It means so much. Our music this week was by Crockett and Marcus D. Crockett you can find at Crockett80s on Twitter, 
and crockett.bandcamp.com. Marcus D. you can find at Marcus D. on Twitter and at MarcusD.net. Savage Worlds was created by the Pinnacle Entertainment Group, and you can find them and their products online at peginc.com. You can find us at patreon.com slash RPG for you and me. Pretty quick outro here. We'll see you in two weeks.